The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Authoritarianism and totalitarianism always follows the same path, always goes down the same roadway. It's why you see every regime handle things the exact same way. Because when you are controlling society, you have to maintain control at all times. You can't allow dissidents, those who think outside the box, those who don't want uh, control over their lives, you have to find a way to minimize them and get everyone else on board with your vision. And if they're not, you know, they're just silenced or eliminated. But they always start out the same way. That's why you have a democratic People's Republic of Korea, right? Starts out with democracy. Looks good on the outside. Hey, everybody's vote gets a, gets a, you know, a say. Come to find out, democracy is ba- mainly two wolves and a sheep voting for what they want for dinner. Well, it's going to be the sheep. <laughs> so the minority loses. That's the beauty of the constitutional republic. Federalism. That's why those things are so important. Because your local municipal elections matter more than the president, matter more than the Congress, matter more than uh, even on the state level. Because it's going to immediately impact your life. But in a popular vote democracy, well, then you can manipulate it in such a fashion that the charismatic person steps in to the fray gains the most votes. And typically, they're people who see themselves as God. They don't adhere to a higher power. Most of them don't believe there's a higher power because if there's a higher power, then that means their power is kind of useless. It's kind of a moot point. It's kind of worthless. So their power has to be the most important of all. No other gods before God? (laughs) That's where they place themselves. That's why most are atheist or some sort of dogma that invokes the need for a king, a monarch, a leader. So then they move into socialism. And that's where the government has the means of production. The government's going to make everything. You're going to be provided all this good stuff. You won't even have to think about it. It's all going to be given to you. And I'm not talking about what Chris Hahn, the aggressive progressive, um, what he said. He said, lots of people on Social Security complaining about socialism today. Do you want to tell them or should I? This idiot follows up, not Chris Hahn. Chris Hahn's an idiot too. But this lady, Claudia Sanchez, follows up with using roads, free public schools, getting free school lunches, using parks and recreational facilities funded by the government. Should I continue you should tell them you have a big audience. Um, that's not socialism. I mean, you know, it's, it's like saying, that is like saying, well, you use a power company. Should I tell them? No, you moron. 
None of that is socialism. Free public schools? Well, we shouldn't even have public schools, in my opinion. We shouldn't have a Department of Education because all we're getting is force-fed critical race theory and all types of garbage like Columbus was a genocidal maniac and slavery was built into the fabric of this nation. There's no talk about the Northwest Ordinance where new territories were created but were disallowed 1787 from having slavery. So it's not built into the fabric of this nation. It was actually brought over by the British and eventually torn piece by piece, thread by thread, disattached from America to the point where we even had a civil war and we washed those sins in the blood of our brothers and sisters and friends and relatives and neighbors, brother against brother, neighbor against neighbor. That's what we did, family against family. And we pulled apart the imported slavery that was brought over from the British. That's not being taught in the free public schools that are socialism, free school lunches, parks and recreational facilities. These things are things that the government was created to do. You know, we're not anarchists here. There is a limited role for government. Certain infrastructure has to be determined by government because take, for instance, the railroads or, like I said, the power company. The reason why there is a co-opt organization to handle the delivering of power is because, yeah, in a perfect world, we'd have a free market of competing power companies. But guess what? Suddenly, your entire front yard would be filled with a crap ton of power cables. Same with the railroads. Yeah, we would love to have competing railroads, but guess what? To deliver and, and, and ship things, you would have a crap ton of rail lines all in your front yard. So there's certain things that we, re- that we employ the government to do. National defense. I mean, these little things are things, that's not socialism. Socialism is if they're going to distribute the food to you. If they're going to give you universal basic income, if they're going to give you $15 an hour, which maybe we'll get into here in a little bit, because there's nefarious reasons as to why they want to give the country a raise. But this is how they operate. We go from some democracy or some sort of, uh, some sort of implementation of a charismatic leader, and then we move into socialism where the government decides to provide the means of production, and they have to get people to work for it, don't they? So they employ their citizens. But the funny thing is, with most communist socialists, they think the workers are the ones running the show. The workers are the ones who are disenfranchised, so they need to be propped up. And if you give them control of industry, then the workers are now the masters, which is utter BS, Because someone has to guide the workers. And that person is the guy who is going to make the money. The guy with the power. The guy with the control. And that's what this regime is looking to do. And we're witnessing this move within our own nation right now. We've got the President of the United States and the Democrat Party who have effectively taken control of all branches of government minus the 
Supreme Court, but we can <laughs> we can kind of question that one because the Supreme Court isn't really ruling the way that you would think that they would, even with the so-called majority that they have. They've been hit and miss on a lot of things. How do you moderate content, and when? How do you find that balance between uh, human rights uh, and free free speech, which is a human right? Uh, but also other human rights, because obviously free speech is not an absolute human right. It has to be balanced with other human rights. And that is what the oversight is there uh, to do. Until now, we have seen uh, uh, content moderation, as I said, from a few, few select few in, in Silicon Valley. And ultimately, Mark Zuckerberg has been moderating content. Now we have uh, the oversight board, which is a completely new invention uh, to do this work. We have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government. Uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, you can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. And, and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us, um, it is not the truth. And I really ask people, just visit um, uh, covid19.govt.nz. It has all of the up-to-date information. And we will continue to provide everything you need to know. Yeah, that's going to work out swimmingly. So the only good information is the government-vetted information. Hmm. Can't be anything nefarious with that. I mean, they didn't spy on a private citizen running for public office using every apparatus of the Justice Department and the intelligence agencies and the federal law enforcement, who the FBI is now starting to be outed as being the instigators of the January 6th riot and also infected with Chinese spies. So, yeah, that information in New Zealand, in Australia, in the UK, only what the government says is good information is the information you need. And we're supposed to just buy that and roll with it. And this is the same entity, you know, a government, a totalitarian or power hungry government. Um, this is the same government that's going to do what they do in China eventually, where they just it's like a Black Mirror episode. They spy on you. They make sure you are a good citizen, because even though the government has the consent of you to allow its governance, they're going to watch you to make sure you are a good citizen. And if you're not, you're going to get a bad credit score and you won't be able to do jack. Everywhere she goes, Ouyang Haoyu is followed. What she buys, how she behaves, is tracked and scored to show how responsible and trustworthy she is. It's called the social credit system, and in one version now being tested, a person's reputation is scored on a scale of 350 to 950. And Haoyu, with a good score of 752, is okay with it. In fact, most people are. It's a mechanism like uh, pushes you to become a better citizen. It's big data meets big brother, expanding how the government monitors, understands, and ultimately controls its 1.4 billion citizens. Thanks to advances in artificial intelligence and facial recognition, and a web of more than 200 million surveillance cameras. Are people bothered by privacy concerns? We think uh, it's a lot of camera 
keep the safety is really good. We can accept it. Companies are experimenting with the algorithms to help the government create the new national social credit system. The government also has pilot projects. In one, citizens are required to do hours of unpaid work to get benefits. And scores are docked for things like littering, a messy yard, gossip, even jaywalking. Video of offenders is shown on the local news. And information collectors like Joe I. Ni are paid to report on their neighbors. Her quota, 10 entries a month. Like the man who carried a drunk person home. A good deed, she says. Good social credit gets rewarded with perks like cheap loans and travel deals. But a bad score means public shame and worse. Huang Huijun lost a court case and didn't pay. Now he's on a government blacklist. I can't buy airplane or train tickets, he says. And the list goes on. Being discredited makes it hard to get a job or put kids in top schools. The social credit system will go nationwide next year, and few here are willing to criticize it. Something that may pose a risk itself for a bad score and the life that comes with it. Janice Mackey Frayer, NBC News, Beijing. Listen to that. These people are like, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, in a utopian society, maybe it is a good thing that you're encouraging good behavior. Uh, can it be weaponized against you? I think so. <laughs> look at January 6th. Look at the Brett Kavanaugh 2.0 show that Adam Kinzinger's crying. If we could turn around and give those people bad social credit scores, we can keep them out of our state. We can keep them from flying, from traveling. I mean, it's ridiculous. And the fact that they look to their almighty leader, you know, as the government and think, well, I want to do my part as a good citizen. They work for you. The government, now China doesn't because China is a communist country, but in America, the constitution is not only the guardrail, it's like the Constitution is this small box, and within inside the box is the government. And outside of the box is an expansive space of natural rights, freedom, and liberty. That's how it's supposed to be. And the government can't just ooze and seep out of that box, but they're doing it. They're basically assuming the box doesn't exist. You know, if the Constitution burns up in the woods and no one's there to see it, did it ever really happen? <laughs> we just won't use the Constitution. We'll just flat out ignore it. It's, it's amazing because all of these things, the control of information, the demonization of political opponents, the consolidation of power, these are all things that happen in tyrannies. They go down the same path. Like I said in the very beginning, they go down the same road. They end at the same spots. It doesn't matter what flavor, what ethnicity, you know, North Korea. I mean, they can barely put the lights on. They've got cardboard cities to make it seem like you can, you know, look at this Potumkin village of success and, 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 uh, Success and, and just expansion of wealth when it doesn't exist. It's a cardboard city. And they have to kill you or execute you or destroy your life if you consume any sort of Western television. 
or videos or movies. Because ultimately, the authoritarians need your, they need your compliance. They need you to be coerced, but they don't realize you can't look at it as a monolith. You've got individual freedoms, individual interest. And even in the most totalitarian of nations, somebody's going to say, I don't like what's going on here. So what do they have to do? They have to either get run over or put you down like a dog. And that's what they're doing. We're seeing the beginning stages of that here in the United States in a Chinese style fashion. On the other side of the break, we're going to get into some of the big tech things that are doing the bidding for the authoritarians that are now installed into power. Back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. So in America, if you want to assume that we're still free, if you want to assume that we still abide by a thing called the Constitution, but yet you still want to drive your authoritarianness on top of the citizenry, you can't just outright take it because you're going to get pushback. I mean, they're rioting in France. They're protesting in Cuba. They're protesting in Iran again. There's a groundswell for freedom, but the authoritarians need to keep their grip on it. So what do you do? You co-opt it. You get individuals in private sector to do your work. You co-opt it. It's, it's no different than the government contractors being used for certain things that the government can't really hire and do on their own. So you get your government contractors. Who are our government contractors today? This is from Disclose.tv. Justin, Facebook, Twitter, Microsoft. YouTube, and other big tech companies will now add content to a shared counterterrorism key database aiming to crack down on material from white supremacist and far-right militias. There's that ghost war of that, that, that doesn't exist. Have you seen a Klan rally? Have you seen white supremacists going out doing things? No. But if you're the FBI... That's your biggest mission right now. It's not to investigate Chinese uh, researchers that were actually military members spying on us in the United States. Now nah, we don't need to worry about that. We need to get the white supremacist. Again, if you've listened to my podcast, white supremacy and uh, far right is code word for Christian and patriot. Then PayPal teams up with the Anti-Defamation League to uncover and disrupt the financial pipelines that support extremist and hate movements, according to a joint statement. The initiative will focus on white supremacist, anti-government organizations and those propagating and profiting from anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, racism, and anti-immigrant, anti-black, anti-Hispanic, and anti-Asian hate. There's no anti-white hate in there. <laughs> Funny how that works. There is no push by white supremacy. It doesn't exist. It's a ghost war. And here we are pretending as though it's the biggest threat. The biggest threat is actually the FBI <laughs> that are littered with Chinese uh, communist sympathizers and spies. 
Listen to this. Here's the supporter, the so-called Trump supporter, filmed on January 5th, the night before the insurrection of Grandma uh, Eunice going in with her Gadsden flag and her Yeti cup full of Chardonnay and Moscato. Here is a video, and it's funny because one of the guys is a known Trump supporter from back in the day on Twitter, Baked Alaska, and he calls him out. He starts chanting, Fed, Fed, this guy's a Fed, because he was. Listen to this. Go to jail for a tomorrow. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. I mean, it's right there. The feds were in on it. The feds devised the insurrection. It's the Reichstag fire that they can use to consolidate power because that's how totalitarianism operates. We're moving down that same road. That's why I keep, that's the point of this entire podcast. We are moving to stakeholder capitalism where the private companies will do the arms share of the work on behalf of the government for which it genuflects at the altar of. And the government will be happy to give them special perks and special uh, treatment. And in doing so, these companies have all of their competition either forced out of existence through COVID-19, reimagined lockdowns, restarting, rebooting the COVID insanity again with some Delta variant and Lambda, Lambda, Lambda variant. And the market share gets bigger for the company and the government gets what they want. And that's how this entire scenario is heading. And at that point, your freedoms are gone. You'll just be run out of existence, and maybe these big tech companies will set up a social credit score to make sure they encourage your compliance and your good citizenry over white supremacy. That doesn't exist. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, iHeart. Tune in. You can also get the channel in the Roku store. If you have a Roku device, get the free Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. You can also call the show 1-929-GO-GO-USA. Leave a message, be on the show, and also donate. Anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. God bless. We'll see you guys next time.